Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Amen. So um, what we will be talking about is the, um, sorry, those are just the announcements. Outreach, um, she said it earlier. Um, God bless us all in Jesus' name. So what we're talking about is uh, the topic cradle from the cradle to the cross. From the cradle to the cross. And we are looking at we are looking at definitely a story everybody really talks about, which is, you know, Christmas is here. In Nigeria, we say Christmas is here, Baba buys you for me. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you when you look at when you look at um, the 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 essence of Christmas, one of the greatest challenge at times, you know, you have people who go to who go to naming ceremony. Have you ever been there before where someone goes to naming ceremony? You know, people eat all sort of food, everybody enjoys people dance and things like that. Most of the time, I believe mean, this is this is applicable to guys. You get a time to say when you go to naming ceremony, when you get home, your your wife asks you or you says that uh, uh, what's the name of the child? I don't know. <laughs> is it a boy or a girl? Ah, is it a child? That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? To say. So, so we, we, so in, 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 at times, at times people have, can I say that, you know, Christmas is not, Christmas is not a day we, we give gifts. We give gifts because it's Christmas. There are two different things. We give gifts because it's Christmas. So when we go to when we go to Revelations, the promise that the, the, the Bible says that the, the, the Revelation chapter twelve verse twelve talks about that. Therefore, rejoice, O heaven and heart, for and those who dwell in it, and said, woe to the to the heart and inhabit its inhabitants, because the devil has been sent down to having great words. He said he knows that his time is short. So it was as if that, you know, when the devil was sent on hearts, people went, God went, the heavens went, ah, no. But the Bible also says that when Jesus was born, the Bible says that the angels were rejoicing at the world. You now have a reason to rejoice. You have a reason to rejoice. Now the question would always be, is that because if you if you take away Christ from Christmas, what you have is an emanence. An emanence can't save anybody. So the question is, you know, I was saying that you know the the, the, the difference in any other Christianity from any other religion stands on one thing, Christ. Most other all other religions do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So that is the only thing that stands you out. And if we do not understand that central basis of why we are different, you take Christ away from Christian, you have Ian. And Ian will not say no. Hallelujah. God bless you in Jesus' name. 
Now, so let's just even go to, to Luke chapter, we're reading Luke chapter 2. The Bible says that in the same country where Jesus, where Jesus was born, he said, he said, um, he said and, and, verse nine, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before these shepherds. They stood before them, and the glory of the Lord was shown around them. And the angel said, do not be afraid. We are bring we are brought to you good tidings, great joy to which will be her to all people. For a child is born in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, an angel appeared, and an angel said, it, The Bible says they were terrified. And as soon as that angel was began to speak, an angel said, you know, joy to you. You see, something is about, something is born. Christ is born. A savior is here. But it's interesting that after they gave all these big words in verse 12, they said, but this will be a sign. What's going to be the sign? You're going to see a baby who's wrapped up in a manger. I can reconcile that. Angels are shouting, the maker of the world has arrived. How am I going to have the sign? He's in the manger. He's in the manger. Now, I would... It's important because, because, because what I'm trying to say is that you got two reactions from heaven. One reaction was when the devil was sent. And the other reaction was when Jesus was sent. And that, I believe, is the reason why a Christian would want to say, you know, even though the devil is trying whatever he's trying, guess what? I have an answer. But most of the time, the way we live our life, we live as if we are here to share the gospel of the devil. You get to that business that people talk about, ah, oh, the devil did this, the devil did that, the devil did this. At times, you know, the devil doesn't need to pay people publicity. People know. <laughs> because by the time you talk so much about him, he's everywhere. And the Bible says that it said, good news to the heart. I'm going to give an illustration as we look at this even closer. You have a shepherd, sorry, you have a shepherd here. Yeah. A shepherd has two sheep, two sheep, and they both were laboring at the same time. So they get back to their home child baby at different times. So sheep A, as a result of that, had other complications and died. So you have that little lamb trying to find a place. And on the other side, you have this sheep be there, happy, all of a sudden, because of the cold, the sheep, the lamb died. So you have one sheep without a child, you have a lamb without a child, without a, without a mother. So the shepherd was wondering and said, okay, how do I 
bring them together. But the problem is that when it takes that lamb to the sheep, to the, to the sheep when the sheep smells that lamb, it finds out that this smell is different. He's not my child. So what he did was he went and he skinned off the, um, the uh, what's it called now? The skin of, of the lamb and he put it on the other uh, lamb and he took it to the mother. And when the mother could smell it, the mother embraced. Because as she smelled it, she smelled his child. I'm sorry, a uh, um, child, basically. And that is what Jesus is like to us. God lost a father, lost a son. And we lost as a result of sin. We are without a father he has lost his son and when Jesus came and died on Calvary he took off his own blood and poured it over you so that when you come before the father when he smells you he sees his son and that's just the greatest thing that could ever happen to anyone that you can walk on earth and God will look at you and see his son. That is why, you know, and that is one thing God has been looking for, a sacrifice. We talked about it last week when I was talking about the house of sacrifice. When I said that, you know, God was looking down and Solomon had built what is equivalent to $150 billion um, tabernacle. And God said, no, what, I am, what this place is going to be to me is the house of sacrifice. Second Chronicles 7, 12. Said, what, he said, said, Solomon, I like everything that you have built. But what I am concerned about, what I am looking for in that house is what I call the house of sacrifice. A place of sacrifice. And what was the sacrifice? So, so basically, you had this gold and everything going on, and God was looking down, God was saying, what I'm interested in this whole place is that sacrifice. What, when, I, when I enter a temple, what I am looking for is the sacrifice that you place before me. And God has tried constantly to look for a sacrifice he couldn't find. A perfect one. So he said, so the Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 13, it says, for, for the blood of bulls and goats and, ash, um, and ashes, ashes of fire and sprinkling, sprinkling the unclean sanctifies you can hide your own blood also there. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. So, this is the verse 14. said, How much more shall the blood of Christ, through his eternal spirit, offered up himself without spots, cleanse our conscience from every dead work? So, God has been trying to say, You know, when I am looking, I am looking for sacrifice. But the only way I can get a sacrifice that matters 
a sacrifice that counts is by the blood. A sacrifice that counts is by the blood. And Jesus also said it when Jesus was speaking in John chapter 12, verse 27. Jesus said, my soul is troubled. What shall I say? This was when he was about to go to Calvary. He said, save me from this hour. He said, for this purpose is the reason why I came. Because God, when God is looking into a place, is trying to identify what matters to him is the sacrifice. What matters to him is the sacrifice. And that is quite exciting to me. Because when we see the house of, uh, the building that Solomon built, God seemed not to be interested. All he was looking for was just sacrifice. And that is why, that is why, that is the only thing that Christianity hangs and starts and hangs on. The fact that God provided himself a sacrifice which was spotless and his son. That is impressive. And now I want to say to you also, you know, the early church, I was thinking about it and when I was going through this, is that people talk about the early church and say, ah, the Bible says they were all in one accord. And I was wondering, how could they really be in one accord, as the Bible says? What, what was the basis of their unity? You just need to look at disciples of Jesus and see what unity looks like. You had Peter. You had um, Simon the Zealot, who was like fighting for freedom. And you had Matthew the tax collector, who was working for the Romans. The Romans were oppressing the Jews. Simon was one of those who were fighting for freedom. That's why he had a sword when he wanted to cut off somebody's hair, hairs. And you had somebody, um, uh, uh, Matthew was a tax collector. What was tax collector? The tax collectors go to the Jews and collect money by force and go and give it to the Romans. And they charge you extra. Because that's where they also make their own money. Can you imagine you have those two people in the same thing? I wonder how <laughs> how very cordial that, that, that is going. See, at times we read most of these things and we think that these people are, you know, when Jesus had disciples that said, let us call down fire and consume this people. Jesus said, <laughs> you had one that went to go and call his mother. I said, my mom, I want to get, I want to become seat, a second command of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. And he called his mother and he said, you know, forget about all this one. I'll go and meet my mother. My mother is more influential. So let her, let her go and meet Jesus. What I'm trying to say is that this thing was not, they are not as perfect as you think they are. 
But what was what brought people together? What they, what brought them together was the fact that they could all always they, everybody could identify that we believed in the same thing. We shared the same good news. Jesus came for us. They were not interested about what what difference than what. And then what made it, what, the difference that they had, they were more concerned about the fact that Jesus, you know, and, and, and that is the question I want us to answer with ourselves. If God is looking down into the church and is saying, this is the sacrifice I want, it was his son. You know, normally, when you come in, everybody should be looking at that same sacrifice. But most of the time, what makes me okay with a group of people? Is it because we share the same thing together? Or is it because the blood has brought us together? That was what brought them together. If you read Acts chapter um, chapter chapter 4, now, the, I'm going to read from verse 32. It says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say, I possessed um, anyone, anyone of these things he possessed is, was his own. But they laid it all in common. Now, the Bible says, Now a great power, um, now with great power, the apostles witnessed the, gener- the resurrection of the Lord. And grace, grace was upon them all. Nor there was any among them who lacked. Now, if you look at it, verse 32 and verse 34 is saying exactly the same thing. But in between it, it was, you found the center of which they all gathered. What mattered to them was that once they saw themselves, they saw themselves that, you know, Christ died for us. Ah, you're my brother because, you know, we, because of what Jesus did. That was why they were excited together. But most of the time, we try to build these common groups on something else that has nothing to do with what God is looking at, which is the blood of his son. Which is the blood of his son. Now, I'm going to just, I don't know if you have ever noticed that. You know, there are different stories of, of Christmas. People say all sorts of stories of Christmas. You know, um, there was a, a nativity play. When, when, um, so the boy was, there was a, the, the girl and, and the man, the girl was playing, uh, what's it called? Um, Mary, and it was Joseph. So there was a man that was the innkeeper. And so they were on the stage and everybody was acting. So the guy, the boy, the man came and the man knocked on the door, back, back, back. And the him man said, came out and he said, yes, can I help you? And he said, I want me and my wife. My wife is pregnant. She wants to enter. Can we enter together? And the boy said, no, it's only Mary that can come in together. He said, because three weeks ago I was supposed to play Joseph, but he refused. <laughs> he took my position. So, Go home, Mary will come in. <laughs> and and the whole, everybody was like, oh, <laughs> I was not part of the script. <laughs> Amen. So you have all sorts of um but I found out I, I found out something which I also share with you. 
is that if you look at Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 2, both seem to give different accounts. One was talking about the wise men that saw the stars. Luke chapter 2 was talking about the shepherd that saw the angels. And both of them came. What I saw that God was doing was that, yes, God spoke to the wise men because those were their high-class people. And he spoke to the shepherds who were also the low class. So as far as God was concerned, the message of the birth of Christ is applicable both to the intellects and to the ones that are below. So when the angels, so when the stars came, the stars went to the wise men who were who were who, who were people who studied they were they were um, astron- um, they, they studied the stars they studied things like that was what they were doing, and so the star came and they saw something very unique, and also the shepherds when they saw an angel they said no this is a bit different. So what am I trying to say is that as far as God is concerned, the gospel of Christ is applicable at any levels of life. At any levels of life. And you saw it here when I just put a slide up that says that uh, the common man is the shepherd, the intellect is the wise man, and the religious institute is when they took Jesus into the temple and Simon saw him. See, it's, it's, it's important that we understand that, that, that the gospel is such in a way that, that it affects anybody. See, do you, you know what? God wanted the king to hear. So what did he do? He showed the stars to the wise men. Well, so that the wise men had the access to the corridors of power. But if he will not show the shepherd to go and meet the king, what am I trying to say is that your area of influence, as far as God is concerned, is different, but the gospel is exactly the same. Gospel is exactly the same. So we would go to, we would just, I'm just going to just, um, I'm bringing this um, to a point. You know, that is why when you ask chapter 26, verse 22, Paul said that, having obtained help from God, I stand to this day to witness to both the great and the small. So basically, Paul is saying, you know, I deal with, see, that is why you need to have, may God help all our, all our spiritual leaders. See, you should be able to preach to a president today and go out tomorrow and preach on the streets. Because Paul was saying, it didn't matter to me, I was speaking to Caesar. And when I see a poor man on the road, I sit down again and a big, why? Because as far as God is concerned, the, more, the thing that they have in common is their souls. Is their souls. You know, at times when, that's why it worries me at times, you know, when, 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 <laughs> When somebody begins to call special prayer for somebody dropped 
the, the 5,000 pounds or whatever it is. People go, you know, ah, let us, you know, um, someone, someone, someone made a joke one day and said, I think what he said, you know, um, if, 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 if they wanted to pray, and no, I've even seen it before. So I've been there for years, I don't see. Then saying, God is saying, I know a couple of people have 10,000 or 1,000 pounds, let us pray, you know, and they pray, they say, come forward and they anoint them all with oil. I think, and they lay hands on them and say, if you have 10, um, uh, 50, 50 pounds, just stand up in the name of Jesus. <laughs> all of you, you are blessed. <laughs> all of you, you are blessed. Yeah. So those ones get, those ones, they get infrared blessings. <laughs> yeah, every two to one. <laughs> so, God help us in Jesus' name. But as far as God was concerned, the disciples understood wherever you are, the gospel is the same. Because everybody needs a savior. Everybody knows that guess what? If you if you were to if you were to wake up today and you find yourself in a theater, in a big, in a big room, and God says, Okay, let us, and you see an angel walk, walks into the room, and angel says, Okay, welcome to the cinema. We're about to play the story of your life for you. Everything, you know, the Bible said you will be judged by what you do and what you taught. So what you were thinking, trying to do, and you did not do it, you will be judged above. And imagine they begin to play it. They would on that day. <laughs> but the Bible says that that is why Jesus, Jesus knew Jesus knew that God knew that no, there was no way they could they could survive, and He said it so. That's why I believe that. That's why every other person seems to say, you know, people. Did, Jesus did not have problem when he was alive. The only problem he had was when he said he was the Son of God. Why? Because the devil would always argue with that. That is the central thing. God help us all in Jesus' name. So, I want to also look at, just look at this as we, is that when they brought an offering to Jesus, they brought three things. Gold, myrrh, and frankincense. And you know, see, this is why it was wise men that went to meet Jesus, not wise women. As far as where they go, they will buy baby products. <laughs> Nobody will tell you that. <laughs> they will buy things that make sense. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> so God was a bit, you know. <laughs> if I said this, but they will go to. I know. They will first of all get to the media and clear everything. And they will say, ah, why, why, what, what is this? But when they went, they brought these three things. And they signified something. The goal was to say that that was why when they got there, they first of all bowed down. The first thing that that gold meant was that Jesus was the king. Because gold meant royalty. To them, the next thing they presented was frankincense. Which is like an incense. What they use it for is 
is for prayer and worship. They were saying, you know what? You are the priests that we're expecting. And mayor is what they used to embalm people when they die. They were saying that we know that you are the one that's going to die for our sins. But she's very straight. People turn up at name ceremony and they say, What is your gift? Your casket. Yes, I say, God forbid you. Will I, I bind you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but that was what they presented to you. And it's important that if you're worshipping God and you're not worshipping him in these three perspectives, you're not worshipping Jesus. If he's not a, the king of your life, he's, if he's not the priest that you, pray, that, you, that you pray to, if he's not the one that you believe died and forgave you of your iniquities, then you have not yet worshipped him. And there are some who have who, who, who Jesus is just like their priests, but he's not their king, because the king would have the final say. You know, I was watching a film, and they were talking, and the king said, I think we should do this. And in the Yoruba land, the king, they were just discussing, and once the king said, I think we should do this, I don't know how to say it in English, but the Yoruba will say, basically, Whatever the king says is is not giving an opinion. A king cannot give an opinion. Whatever comes out of their mouth becomes authority, becomes law. So when the king was saying that, I think we should the, the old elders just stand, stood up and they bowed down before him and said, no, you cannot give over and advice. When the king speaks, it becomes law. I was watching one of uh, this documentary about the Queen of England and one of the prime ministers I've forgotten who, 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 who it was, and they were they were having a debate back and forth, and the queen was saying this, and he was saying, "No, ma, this this this, and this is what I think it is, and things like that." And the queen said, "Good night, Prime Minister," and it did not say a single word after that. <laughs> Good night, Prime Minister, means you're ready on your bed. <laughs> And you know, the conversation was quite eating. And I, I was so shocked how she could just end it like that. Good night. And he knew also. The next thing he said was, Good night, sir. No. And that was it. <laughs> conversation ended. So, but, but what the Bible says to us is that if we do not see Jesus in these three parts, then probably we are not to see him in there. And one thing that I, I found out about this, about every one of them, guess what? It was, after, it was the angel that first of all shared the good news. And the, the, the Bible says that the shepherd went out and they began to share the same good news. If you really know what Jesus did and what Jesus is about, guess what? You will step out there and do something. You would, you would, you would give everything you have to it. Because that was what the disciples did. And as I... You know, one thing what Jesus said is that you know, at times you have something 
And what you need to, at times, what the challenge is, is that how do we want to share what we have? And I'm just giving, going to give us a little bit of, um, you know, Jesus, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 36, that Jesus went about teaching people, and when he saw the people, his Bible says that he, was, he had compassion, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. It is because he saw them like a sheep without a shepherd. And the Bible says that Jesus said, pray that the Lord will send and harvest. A couple of things there. Jesus had compassion on them. He had to pray. And somebody had to share the news. See, when you pray, coincidence is happening. I'll give you a story. A family bought a small kitten. A kitten. And they were trying to teach that kitten how to be bold. So they now took the kitten and put him on top of a tree. And that kitten, so they were trying to, that kitten slipped and it was hanging for his dear life on that. So people were like, ah, so the father was a priest. So we were like, what are we going to do? And nobody could climb up. So the father said, ah, no, no problems. What we'll do is that I will pull, I'll put a rope around the tree and I'll tie it to my car. I will pull, I will drive down so the, the tree would come down here so that the kitten would come down. So when they drove, as he was driving, the rope caught and the kitten swung <laughs> to the other side. So they didn't know where the kitten was. The kitten, the audience said the kitten was flying as he was going. And when, and they, well, they said, well, okay. We can't find the kitten, we know where the kitten is. So two days later, the man was a, 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 a priest, a, a pastor. So he went to, was going around, and he went to one of his neighbors who was a friend, and he saw the kitten in their city room. And was like, but he didn't want to say that, you know, he threw kitten through the roof. And he said, you know, um, when did you buy a new kitten? I said, ah, oh, yeah. We bought, we bought, uh, we didn't buy it. He said, he said, he said, do you know God is so wonderful? And I, yeah, <laughs> God is really wonderful. And he said, you know, little John was asking for a kitten. And I said to him, well, the only way you can get kitten is when God provides one. So when we were kept child, he said, okay, let us <laughs> go and kneel down. So they knelt down in the garden. <laughs> So, <laughs> by the time you started praying, God sent us a kitten. So the kitten just <laughs> flew away. And they were like, God is amazing. And God is a miraculous God. And the priest said, yes, yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is that when you pray, coincidence is happening. 
come see that we are not. The boy prayed from his heart. I want a kitty. And God provided <laughs> When you pray from your heart for people, coincidences happen. And I want us to also know that when we pray in an area, God, I want I want people to know you better in my workplace. I want people to get to know you. God will begin to arrange that thing for you to be able to have an opportunity to share, to share your story. See, someone said, everybody has met, there's only ways, two ways people can know God. Is that you have not met a Christian? Or you have met a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a Christian is either a good witness or a bad witness. It's one of the two. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, and that, that was what Jesus was doing when Jesus said the Bible said Jesus was filled with compassion. He didn't just go and meet them. If he was if he, he, he had compassion on them. And at times for us, you know, I, I also linked a couple of things. At times for us, most of us feel that, how do you... Now, Jesus went to meet the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. The Bible says that Jesus could have taken a particular route, but he went directly to the place where the woman was. Why would he have taken a particular route? Because in those days, let us say this is where Samaria is, or, 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 or the place where the woman was. The Jews normally, when they are going to Jerusalem, what they do is that they take a, diff, a longer route to go around that city because it is forbidden for them to interact. So that was why when that woman was talking to Jesus, he said, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Basically, there was a racial tension within them. Or the other thing was that Jesus was a man. She was a woman. She, she is a woman. And the Bible, and in those days, a man does not talk to a woman. They don't have that interaction. Jesus was perceived as a prophet. And the Samaritan had there was a religious issue. That was when the woman would say that no, we worship in a different place, you worship in a different place. But guess what? Jesus found a common ground. She was looking for water, eating wanted water to drink. So what he did was that he circumvented every obstacle to find something that we were both interested in. And that was where he started from talking about sharing his own story. You know what at times is that We just need, first of all, to be, to know the value of the story of what Jesus has done for us. Most of the time, when Christians turn up in church, it, it, they, most of the time they do not understand that you, know, you, 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 you have this opportunity. That's why Jesus said, you know, go out there and share the gospel. Let people know that this is what is happening. I know a, guy, a woman 
Kristen King, for those of us who have heard about her before. She's a very, she's doing a lot around the world now. And she's a Christian. And the man that invited her to church, invited her, said, you know, um, she had she had a bit of a, a bit of um, she had she had some concerns about Christianity. So the man said, "Ah, oh, no. Do you want to?" Said, "No, no, no, no. I okay. I think she came. Somebody invited her for, for the program. So the guy was talking with someone afterwards. I went to. I said, I hate Christians. I hate church. And and things like that. The man said, "Oh, really? What's what's the problem?" And she went on and on, on and on, on and on. And the guy tried. And the guy said, "Okay, you know what?" Let's do it. Let's do this way. Come around in the evening. I'll buy a coffee. After service, we'll sit down, we have a chat. She said, okay. So she came. We had a chat. After the service, the guy preached on the service. Things like that. The man said, Do you want to come and listen again tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I said, oh, You have to pick up your mind. I said, oh, Okay, maybe I'll come around. And she came again. Bought coffee. And we did it five times. Now she's one of the leading preachers across the world. But it was someone who was so convinced about what he had. And of course, not her mind on his head. Or on her head and say, you know what? Ah, if you don't take Jesus today, you're going to, you're going to die. Question is this. Is that if you were going to give God a gift this Christmas, is your gift going to recognize him as the savior of the world? Is that gift going to, going to include him as being your priest? Is he going to be truly king? I don't know how anybody will feel. You know, you're, you're celebrating your birthday and your friends are coming in. Everybody's coming, everybody's coming in. It's like, happy birthday, happy birthday. And you know, and they go, happy birthday to you. Everybody sings. And when they are supposed to give gifts, people start giving themselves gifts. And you're like, what's going on? I thought it was my birthday. And at times I feel that at times that is what Jesus feels. That people go, happy birthday, Jesus. And we give gifts and say, no, that's yours, that's yours, that's yours. And they go like, what's going on here? Joy to the world. I just want us to show gratitude to him. Because he gave his son. Guess what? You and I would have been guaranteed to sit down before God and watch our life play right in front of us. And there will be nobody that will say, Don't worry, I paid for that. God knew. There was no one who would survive without having the blood of Christ. It would be stupid for him to kill his own son if there was an alternative somewhere else. That's why the Bible says that there is no other name found under heaven by which any man would be saved. So as, as you give God praise, as we honor him this evening, this, 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 this afternoon, 
I want you also to remember people that you love so dearly. And genuinely from a heart of compassion, because that's what Jesus said, from a heart of compassion, pray for them. Pray for them. Let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.